You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, the drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. It's Wednesday, October 13th. It's our lucky day. Yeah. It's a great day to be alive in Jesus, and we're glad you've joined us here on Morning Breath, taking time out of your busy day. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in that chapter with the Lord, then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter chapter chapter. Chapper. We read the chapter and then talk about wherever God leads us in that chapter and what to talk about. Might be something we saw while we were reading it, might be something brand new. Either way, that's what we're here for. We love you guys. We love the word and we think it's good. God bless you guys. And Pastor Brian's doing it with me. Yeah, thanks for letting me. Thanks for uh, doing this together. It's fun Glad to do to. the break the word open together and uh, see what jumps off and uh, what God would speak to us. Glad to do it, man. So let's get some other people connected uh, to the show. And I just want to tell you a little bit if this is your first time or somehow you found us out there, there's a lot of ways to get connected. And the heart of this is to learn and grow in the Word of God, but also to connect you to some people that are doing it. And so we are part of East Coast Christian Center and uh, our app, East Coast app, or our website, eccc.us, a great place to start. You can find out what's happening, all sorts of things going on around the church. But Morning Breath Chapter, where we're headed, where we've been. There's podcasts for literally a long time years that you could connect with of where we have been. If you ever wondered, man, what's a, this chapter? You know, we're in the last chapter of 2 Samuel today. And so I'm um, looking at this going, man, I don't know all the rest of this. Well, dig back there. It's all available. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can call the church office, 321-452-1060, and uh, let the, uh, I guess it'll be Ernestine or one yep. of our operators there know, hey, I'd like to get some information about Morning Breath. She can get you an email with the chapter list. She can actually mail snail mail you out. A, uh, a devotion guide, and it'll let you know where we're headed, where we've been, and uh, get you connected to the Word of God. Absolutely. Got a couple of announcements. Wolfpack Backyard Games is going to be the 16th. Is that right? That's this weekend. Yeah, yep. 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Going to do some fun stuff, and some of the guys are going to camp the night before, so go on the events page and get that all figured out. What else? That's down at Wickham Park in Melbourne. Oh, good point. Wickham Park. Yeah, and then uh, we also have a uh, Cocoa Fall Classic Cruise Inn, which is a car show, uh, a little gathering of some guys in their cars. Uh, same day, Saturday the 16th, this weekend, 10 a.m., at the uh, Coco Campus, Cocoa which is out Campus. off of Friday Road out in West Cocoa, yep. and uh, that'll be exciting. If you're into cars, check it out. Yeah, are the ladies doing something too? Yeah, I heard the ladies are doing a, uh, a ladies event indoors there at the Coca Campus, a uh, little bunko day, uh-huh. having some fun, um, playing some games together, and uh, really just building community and connecting well. Awesome. So that's out there. Then we're doing beach baptisms at Lori Wilson Park, October 24th, 5.30 to 7.30. If you have not been baptized since you believed, yeah. we encourage you to do that. Yeah, it's cool. And then uh, last and certainly not least, we have a family fun night coming up. It's the Friday leading into uh, uh, Halloween weekend. And uh, what we want to do is we want to put together a, fu- a fun event for your family to come and enjoy um, some other families that are. Uh, we'll have all sorts of candy and games and some uh, some rides and some things that way that you can come be a part of that. It's a safe environment. We're asking you um, to not um, have your children in scary costumes mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. It's going to be young children. Yep. It's really uh, pertinent to kids up to about age 12 and, uh, and under. And so um, just come and uh, bring your family and come have a fun night. Well, there'll be some food there, some games, some fun, and a whole lot of candy if you're into that. Beautiful. Yeah. So let's get into the chapter. All right. Second Reading Samuel 24. 24. Uh, pretty long, 25 verses. And uh, I guess we'll split it at, I'll just take it to, uh, I'll take it to 12. There isn't really a good split there. Okay. I'll take it through 12. You take it 
there through the end. I'm in the New Living Translation New King today. James here. All right, I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Again, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel, and he moved David against them to say, Go number Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of the army who was with him, Now go through all the tribes of Israel from Dan to Beersheba and count the people that I may know the number of the people. And Joab said to the king, Now may the Lord your God add to the people a hundred times more than there are there are and may the eyes of my lord the king see it but why does my lord the king desire this thing nevertheless the king's word prevailed against joab and against the captains of the army therefore joab and the captains of the army went out from the presence of the king to count the people of israel and they crossed over the jordan and camped in aor on the right side of town, which is in the midst of the ravine of Gad and towards Jazer. They came to Gilead and to the land of Tatim Hadshi. They came to Danjon and around to Sidon. They came to the stronghold of Tyre and to all the cities of the Hivites and the Canaanites. Then they went out to South Judah as far as Beersheba. So when they had gone through all the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Then Joab gave the sum of the number of the people to the king, and there were in Israel 800,000 valiant men who drew the sword, and the men of Judah were 500,000 men. And David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. But now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Now when David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, thus says the Lord, I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself, that I may do it to you. All right, verse 13. So Gad came to David and asked him, Will you choose three years of famine throughout your land, three months of fleeing from your enemies, or three days of severe plague throughout your land? This, uh, think this over and decide what answer I should give the Lord who sent me. I'm in desperate situation, David replied to Gad, but let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. Do not let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel that morning, and it lasted for three days. A total of 70,000 people died throughout the nation, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. But as the angel was preparing to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented and said to the death angel, Stop! That is enough. At that moment, the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. When David saw the angel, he said to the Lord, I am the one who has sinned and done wrong, but these people are as innocent as sheep. What have they done? Let your anger fall against me and my family. That day, Gad came to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. So David went up to, to do what the Lord had commanded him. When Aruna saw the king and his men coming towards him, he came and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Why have you come, my lord, the king? Aruna asked. David replied, I have come to buy your threshing I've come to buy your threshing floor and to build an altar to the Lord there, so that he will stop the plague. Take it, my lord the king, and use it as you wish. Aruna said to David, Here an oxen or here are oxen for the burnt offering, and you can use the threshing boards and ox yokes for wood to build a fire on the altar. 
I will give it I will give it all to you your majesty may the lord your god accept your sacrifice but the king replied to Aruna no I insist on buying it for I will not present burnt offerings to the lord my god that have cost me nothing so David paid him 50 sil- pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land, and the plague on Israel was stopped. Uh, Amen. Excuse me. There we go. So um, this place that he, you know, builds this altar, stops this plague, where is it? It is uh, the same place where uh, he was like, stop it when, you know, he'd had enough. But I, I don't know. It's the temple. Okay. It actually becomes the site okay. of the temple that Solomon built. Okay. This kind of like, it's is, it's wild well, that this developed to this point. Um, it's where Abraham offered Isaac okay. before the Lord okay. and where Solomon built the temple. And it's like. It just like the first time I read this, over the first wow. few times, maybe I was just like, oh, I wonder where that's at. You know, wow. that's interesting. I wonder wow. whatever happened to that guy's threshing floor. <laughs> you know, it's like his barn or whatever you want to call it. Man, wow. it became really a pretty spectacular site. Yeah. And is the Temple Mount right now. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, David bought it for, does it say 50 shekels of silver? Yeah, what 50 did, pieces of silver for the threshing wow. floor and the oxen. Yeah. So you look at that and go, wow, something that started out with kind of okay beginnings yeah. turns into something pretty spectacular in the end. What do you think about all this stuff in this chapter? You know, what I you know, that at the end of this chapter, verse twenty four, it says, No, I insist on buying it for I'm not gonna present burnt yeah. offers, so Lord That's my God, the best it costs part me of nothing. The chapter. You know? <laughs> to me, I it's just a, I mean it's good and it's bad. Like on one side I'm like, man. Um, it's challenging to me to go, man, am I offering less than, you know, best or less than anything? And it really, you know, challenges me to look, you know, a little bit in my heart and to go, hey, um, what am I giving to the Lord versus what I have actually maybe invested something of my time or my talent into to give to the Lord? You know, like, am I giving like, a, oh, that was easy? Or is there any sort of pain or, you know, um, discomfort in my offering? And not that I think God demands pain by any means in, in an offering, but I do think that there's value in going, hey, I want to actually give something that is of, of some value, some worth, you know, and not just what was handed over. And so I think that's the heart of this um, idea is that Dave wasn't just going to hand something over or use something that was just kind of in his mind, maybe insignificantly given to him versus an actual effort on his own behalf. I don't know. It's challenging for me. It's a challenging offering um, to go, hey, every time that I'm going to come before the Lord to give him something, I want it to actually cost and not just be, you know, lame, if you will, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I think that that we're learning something here about there's power in the stretch. Yeah. There's power in the in the in the painful giving there's yeah. powerful in the, the sacrifice sacrifice yeah. of giving is what it says in the new testament offer up the sacrifice of praise yeah it it, it isn't always easy okay to begin to praise god i mean they're in the middle of a, of a plague yeah and what what are they going to do they're going to sacrifice and worship yeah and I do think it's very important to walk away with this with those two thoughts. Yeah. I will not offer the Lord something that costs me nothing. Yeah. It isn't you know, it isn't like, okay, it's time to give. I'm going to reach over into your wallet yeah. and take your money 
and give it. That's yeah. why I don't think it's good to give kids a dollar to put in the offering. Yeah. I think it's a lot better to give kids an allowance and have them give in the offering just like you would give. That's good. And so that they feel all that. Because what's it mean? Oh, mom, gave, it's fun yeah. to give a dollar when mom gives me a dollar. It's fun. Yeah. But you don't feel it. Yeah. You know, it's just the fun part. And so, or you pocket it and you're a little thief. I've done, <laughs> I've done that before. But anyway, moving there, moving right along. So the two sides of this are powerful, but the other side of it is sacrifice, stop judgment. Well. Worship, stop the enemy and the avenger. And in fact, they call this guy like the, you know, the angel, uh, whatever they call him, destroying, you know, the angel who was destroying the people. Yeah. Um, it stopped. You know the 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 sin and all the stuff that was going on were stopped by the worship and the sickness ended there. Yeah, and I'm not 100 percent sure David was absolutely sure all this would work. Yeah, I, I, it's easy to look back in the rearview mirror and go, "Wow, that was pretty awesome. That worked like that, right?" But you're talking about three years deep in this thing. This is, I mean. I've been I've been through some things in my life where I I've questioned I'm like man if I just do this would that work you know would this would that work and then something works right and you're like man that's great I'm glad that worked right like it always seems like it's the last thing you yeah. try that works right because it worked right so who knows what other things he might have tried in this in this time and uh, maybe he actually got to a point where he's like okay I'm going to actually do something of of value here um, and actually in worship but I don't know yeah he, he didn't know he certainly didn't know that this was going to be the answer um, but. We know and we can learn that, uh, you know, an answer of, you know, sacrifice of praise and sacrifice of worship is a healthy thing and a good thing, and it will stop the avenger. Yeah. It's a promise. You know, what's interesting here, when David was confronted by uh, the prophet, Gad came to David, said, which will you rather have? Seven years of famine is what mine says. What does yours say? Um, He had three options, and let's see them again. It says... um, Verse 13. Says three months of fleeing from your enemies, or three days of severe plague, or three years of famine. So three years okay, of famine. Okay, you got three. three Mine says seven, and okay. I th- I think three is correct in this situation. But so you got three, three, three. Yeah. And it's three years of famine. Which gosh, that's a. Lo- they just had three years of famine, didn't they, or whatever the case may be? And then it says flee from your enemies, or a plague in your land. Now I would choose. I would think if it was me and I did something wrong, yeah. I would choose run from my enemies because that affects me, yeah. not you or the people around me. Sure. Because the truth is a leader's decision always does affect those around them. And as David said in the situation, these are innocent sheep. You sure. know, why are they suffering in the process? And so I kind of struggled with his choice as I thought about it. But then I thought about it maybe a little bit longer. And the chapter starts with the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. Yeah. So David chose to do the census really under the leadership of God in some ways. And he chose what was going to happen under the... See, God wasn't originally mad at David. Yeah. He was mad at Israel. And actually what had gone in here is Israel had done a bunch of stuff that was bringing judgment into their own lives. And so 
it flowed down that direction, which helped me to understand more why David, a leader who loved the people of God and loved God, would pick something that killed the people instead of bothered him. Yeah, you know this statement that I'm in a desperate situation, <laughs> but let us let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for His mercy is great. Don't let me fall into human hands. He trusts God even in the midst of all yeah. this mess, good. but didn't trust his enemies. You know, like his enemies it. could get him. You like don't don't let me fall into, into human hands because those guys could do about anything. And he has seen now for many years here how quickly somebody could turn on him. How many you know all this stuff of all these you know fights and battles for the for the kingdom and all all that had gone on. He's going. I'll take God because his mercy is great. Even when I've, I mean, he, David's like, uh, uh, what is it called? Self-confidence or like him looking at his own strengths and looking at his own abilities, like mm. has just been a roller coaster ride over the years here. <laughs> and in this moment, he's going, I don't trust anybody else, but even in my mess, I can still trust God, which yeah. is, you know, in, in our biggest messes and whatever you feel about your mistakes or your, you know, falling short or wherever you are today and you go, man, I've, I've blown it. I've done some dumb things in my life and I've done some this and you feel like maybe some of the things you're fighting are things that you've made your, you know, made your bed and now you're sleeping in. Know that the mercy of God is great. And in David's situation here, he's going, you know what? Yeah, if it's got to be bad. I'll take I'll take the mercy of God over all the other bad that could potentially be, and I just like that that even in his in a crazy moment he's going I'm going to just trust have to trust God you know yeah, and yeah. he's trustworthy. Well, he's experienced what men can do. Oh yeah, and I'm going to say something here. Bathsheba cost David oh man the lives of four sons hmm. and Uriah's life. Yeah. I mean, when all got said and done, yeah. infant son died, Absalom's dead, Absalom killed his other brother. I mean, there's, I mean, there were actually four sons that died in that whole process set in motion. Sad. So David knows what it's like to see what people will do. And, you know, if I get thrown into the hand of my enemies, I ask the question, I wonder which enemies yeah, who? would work out. And then I thought, I started thinking, I thought, wow, there's probably a pretty long list. There's a lot of them. All the people that hung around with Absalom and, you know, that or Saul's ex-family or let's just go out of the country and get some Philistines. I mean, he could have had, they could have done a triumphant uh, tri triad, the triad after David at that point. So, and I totally understand when I look at his choice. I want to fall in the hands of God and not man, but that again is better for him. Yeah. Why I would say that, and I'm not trying to say I'm noble, but I always wondered why his choice wasn't, I'll, I'll go, I'll run. Because his choice when Absalom rebelled was leave, go on the run. Yeah. And so that wasn't like... A, he's been on the run before. Yeah, that isn't like an unheard of thing for yeah. him. But he's older now and, you know, maybe not, not as quick as on his feet yeah. as he once was. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. It's just one of those things you look at and go, wow. The other thing I'll just briefly say is um, our choices always affect who we lead. Hmm. And so as a mom and dad, that's super valuable to sure. think about. My choice is going to affect my children. Yeah. And maybe my children's children and maybe for generations to come. It certainly did with David. And as you look back on life, I can see choices my dad made affecting generations, or my grandfather made, or people that immigrated yeah. to this country. My wife's family comes from Italian immigrants who came through Ellis Island. And wow. you know all of that stuff 
the, the, his choice, Carolyn's grandfather's choice to come to America, sacrifice his family, has left his wife in Italy and all that, changed the course of that whole family for the good. Yeah. And, and we've always got to be thinking about that. Our lives actually do matter, and it does have a big effect on the people around us. Yeah, and it's, um, maybe not even just your family. I mean, you're, people are leading <laughs> yeah. people, right? Like you have, you have. Um, there's people in this community. Your neighbors are watching. There are people who are who are seeing your life and following. And um, as scary as that may sound, or as you know, exciting as that may feel <laughs> to you, you know that oh, somebody's watching or somebody's you know doing this. I think about you know. Joab had to go out and count people for nine months and 20 days because of David's decision to go, hey, let's go do that, right? Like, he just. <laughs> this didn't happen in an afternoon on this the is computer. Nine months and 20 days. Like, that is a long time to be going all over the place to be able to report back, you know, your job. The army size. Yeah. You think your boss asked you to do something crazy, right? Like, this is nine months and 20 days that he was out there traveling from the north to the south, counting all the capable warriors, is what we see here. And, you know, then. I don't know. There's just cable wars and, and, and people could handle a sword, you know? Yeah. Over a million, 1.3 million people had to be counted and were brought back. <laughs> that is an intense task that, that he was given to do. But you know what? He was able to get it done. And wow. I think I think there's something to be said for it. You know what? When we submit to, you know, our leader and we say, hey, you know, I'm going to go do that and I've been tasked with that thing, you can carry it out. There's grace there to carry oh. it out. There's more grace in submission than there is in rebellion every day of the week. And so you want to push back or you want to fight against maybe some things that you've been asked to do or, you know, challenged to do that are not sin. This is not sin. This is yeah. actually just, you know, doing what doing what's right and go do what your boss asks you to do or your leader asks you to do or yeah. somebody in charge Even of you. Even if you think you it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a long time, and it's a lot of work, but yet he brought it back, and there were implications to what happened here. Yeah. You know, two things real quick about this this thing here. Number one is you'll notice Joab stands up and says, oh, you know, not a good idea. <laughs> Are you sure? But what's interesting, it says, nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against, verse 4, Joab and against the captains of the army. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't just Joab standing up saying, you know, I don't really think you should do this. <laughs> it was all of his leaders, all yeah. of his captains. And we're talking probably his 30 mighty men, the yeah. guys that have been with him. Yeah. It'd be like if I said something and all of you guys said, you know, yeah. Dan, I don't think that's a great idea. Right. And I went, nope, do it. Now, if it was the Lord, we could all celebrate later, but it wasn't. Right. And that's bad. The other thing is, this is only one of four times in the Bible, Old Testament, I should say, where it's mentioned that Satan is involved in this. Yeah. And, and we don't know it from this chapter, but over in the chapter in Chronicles uh, 21, it actually tells you that Satan stood up against Israel. Yeah. And this happened. You know, Eve, Satan's mentioned. Job, Satan's, Satan's mission mentioned. Joshua, when he was a high priest, Satan's mentioned. And here, only four places in the Old Testament. Well, I'll tell you why in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age 
or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. So in the Old Testament, we have Adam and Eve have already sinned. They've already bowed their knee to Satan. Satan is the, quotes around it, small g, God of this world. And But we don't hear anything about him in the Old Testament, though all this time without Jesus, the sacrifice and the, all that stuff going on, we see hear a lot about him after Jesus comes, and we should take dominion over him and rebuke him and use the name of Jesus and all that. What's going on? Well, in the Old Testament, man had no capacity to actually relate to that spiritual realm or a way to have dominion over it. Yeah, authority. And so God did, didn't talk about it much because there wasn't anything to talk about until Jesus came and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go ye therefore yeah. 
and preach the gospel. He deputized us. He authorized us to go into the world. Then it was good for us to have an understanding of Satan and his work in the lives of men. But I mean, same was at work all the way through the Old Testament and you know, I was, I would say 100% of the garbage that happened was he was involved in. Yeah. But but we only see these four little glimpses into his work in Eve and Job and Joshua the high priest. And I love that one, that Joshua is in filthy garments and the devil is condemning him for it. And God says, I've washed him clean. I've given him a new garment. And it's the picture of what happens when Jesus comes into a man or woman's life and transforms them from who they are, from a David making these kinds of mistakes to somebody choosing life and walking in that life. Let's I've taken life up today. all the time, brother. I'm sorry. All right. Let's have a great, great day. You too, guys. God bless. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.